there and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. So hello, Savvy Souls. It's great to talk with you again. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to walk away from talking about all the kinds of stuff I often talk about thinking and how to reframe your thinking and how to ask yourself powerful questions. And I'm going to unveil what I think is the secret to the universe, and that is how to access unlimited creativity. So one of the biggest secrets, I think, one of the things that has most propelled my own transformation as I took my journey from the world of international finance and corporate boardroom deals to being an artist and now life coach is knowing how to drop my thinking mind completely and access unlimited creativity. And what I'm really excited about is that what I've learned is something that is available to you too. It's available to all of us. I've always been motivated by this kind of strange realization that my experience is so extraordinary because of the ordinariness of my origins. I'm no special unicorn in the creative field. Um, the techniques that opened up to me, I can share with you and I can share them with you with such deep belief because of what I was like before they came to me and this knowing that if I could do it, you can too. So I'm going to share a few propositions about my beliefs and they might seem a little bit strange or weird. And so I just want to offer you is these are thoughts that you can try on, even if, if you find yourself a little bit resistant, just because they're so different from how you think, just try them on as an experiment, just as a fun experiment. I'm definitely not here to indoctrinate you into any way of thinking that I have. My premise is just that I can offer you thoughts that might serve you, that might be useful to you in some way. Please, whether it's ideas you hear from me on this podcast or ideas you hear from anybody else, there is so much out there in the social media, in podcasts, on film, always please drop into your own natural wisdom and intuition. Just ask yourself if the ideas feel useful to you, then try them on. And if they don't, don't use them. So here's my idea. I love to think of us all, all humans, as being connected to an unlimited field of creativity, a field that's at the level of a Mozart or a Manet. I like to imagine that all of those geniuses, all of the biggest thinkers, creators down through the centuries, 
that they all found within themselves their own natural human ability to connect with this infinite creativity. And it was this infant creativity that's available to all of us that flowed through them to their masterpieces. Yes, they devoted time to honing their crafts. Yes, it took practice, not just thought. And yes, their brains might be very different from yours or mine. And yes, their learning curve might might have been more intense and their capabilities more extreme. But I love to imagine that the source of their creativity is the same source that's available to all of us. That creativity at that level is available to all of us. Now, do I know this to be true? Sometimes I feel like I do know it to be true because for me, there's a sense in my body where it feels like a truth has been revealed. But no, I, we can't ever know anything. But what we can do is notice what serves us and what doesn't. So this belief in unlimited creativity is a powerful belief that has served me extremely well. And I'm offering it to you as something that might serve you too. So a lot of what I talk about and have talked about in this podcast is our thinking mind about the thoughts that block our inspiration, that prevent us from creating the lives we're yearning to lead, that often keep us from the full measure of our greatness. Often our thoughts act almost as if they're soldiers, this wonderful mountain where there's a treasure stored at the top of it, it's your mountain. But these thoughts are like soldiers that strategically block all the gateways to the mountain paths that would take you to where your treasure is stored. And these thoughts fight you off and sometimes they're tricksters. And so I do think in the spiritual world, in the creative world, in the world where you're yearning to create the freedom to become what we want, that we need to learn how to develop that deep awareness of these thoughts that are tricksters and that are keeping us from the mountain where our treasure is stored. And of course, thoughts can be harnessed and used in very powerful ways too. So I often talk about all of that, but what I've talked about less, I've talked about it a little bit, but I've talked about it a lot less, is how I actually tapped into this incredible creative flow that had me doing paintings right away that, was wor that were worth selling, that took me pretty much instantaneously from being somebody who could only draw stick figures to somebody who was able to, a few months into my journey, render a portrait of my daughter that is recognizable as her. This gift of discovering the creativity within me is a gift that has filled me with joy. And part of that because of the blissful experience of the creativity welling up in me and realizing that this thing I yearned for all my life was not denied to me, but also in my recognition that it's not something that's only available to me, but something that is offered to all of us and something we can all tap into. So if this non-creative 
I thought Heather could open that creative tap in such a profound and impactful way, then so could others. So my thought is, if I could do this, if I've been able to do this, you can too. So let's go back to my idea of an unlimited, universally available creativity. So I'm gonna take you back to a powerful story in my life. A few years ago, I think close to 10 years from now, maybe not quite that long ago, but sometime in the 2010s, the Art Gallery of Ontario, the big museum, uh, world-renowned museum in Toronto, got together with the Musée d'Orsay in Paris and produced a phenomenal show called Mystical Landscapes. And it featured the paintings of a lot of the greats like Van Gogh, Manet, Gauguin, and several other amazing great painters. So there was a bit of a story behind this. The museum's senior curator had become very interested in mystical experiences when she journeyed back to Ireland to explore her roots and she became acquainted with the Irish mystics. And this led her to explore her own spirituality and eventually enroll in part-time study of theology in Toronto. So she began to seek a way to bring art and spirituality together. And pretty soon she had a core of theologians, historians, an astrophysicist, a professor of medicine, an atheist, a psychoanalyst, and a psychologist. And a group of them identified several famous landscapes with what they, they thought had mystical DNA. So I was just beginning my own painting journey at the time and my own paintings had come to me as kind of visions and it started to feel like a spiritual exploration for me. It felt very mystical and otherworldly. So when this exhibit appeared around that time, it excited me, even the name of it excited me. It made me feel less alone and less weird. So I signed up for pretty much every uh, class that they offered related to this exhibit. And one amazing experience they offered was on Mondays, the museum is closed. And on Monday, I think it was three or four Mondays in a row, we participated in a meditation experience in the middle of these great works. I think there were about 30 of us. And the most impactful experience for me was the first day. There was a monk, I think a Jesuit monk, but oh, it might have even been a Buddhist monk. I'm actually not sure. He was in long robes and he was part of the Musée d'Orsay. And he taught us our first meditation class. And we all sat down in our chairs and he taught us how to meditate. And then he told us that experiencing art from a meditative, um, like almost from a meditative kind of trance-like state would be a different experience. So he allowed each one of us to pick one painting. And there were a lot more than 30 paintings in this exhibit. And 
So we were each to pick a separate painting where we'd be completely alone in front of this great work and meditate in front of it in the way he had taught us. So I chose one of Monet's haystack paintings and I stood in front of it and I kind of loosened my focus the way he told us and I breathed deeply and I relaxed and I allowed thoughts to pop, pass through my mind without following them. And it was about, the whole meditation was 20 minutes and about 10 minutes in front of this painting, all of a sudden it started to shift. And there were all these little dashes behind the haystack that were representing a village. And all of a sudden I could see that village. I could see the specific architecture and texture of, of the walls, the simplicity of the, the, the homes. And it was as if Monet was standing there with me, kind of just by my side, looking over my shoulder. And all of a sudden it felt like I was seeing the fields he was painting with him when he painted them the way he saw them. And I could feel the creativity flowing through him. And I realized that we were both accessing the same universal creativity. So afterwards, there were two other paintings you picked and I had pretty deep experiences with each of those as well, but none compared to this Monet Haystack experience. I've had very few experiences like that in my whole life. And after the class was over, the monk approached me and he said, I noticed you in front of the Monet Haystack painting. And he said, I'm just going to relay an experience to you that I had yesterday in front of that painting. Because when I looked at your face and you looked like you were in rapture, I wondered if you had the same experience I did. And then he relayed exactly the same experience, how he had seen the architecture of the houses and how he'd felt Manet's presence with him too. So a pretty powerful experience for me. So I took this mystical experience and I married it with my earlier blissful visions of myself in front of canvases and it instilled in me this deep knowing that this creative force was available to me, that these visions I was having were real. I had a deep knowing that there's no hierarchy of creative worthiness, that Creative talent isn't personal. It's, uh, it's something that's available to all of us. I had a deep knowing that we all have access to it. So instead of using your thinking mind, it's an allowing. It's opening up to a creative flow that's always there. There's no effort involved. It's the complete opposite of that feeling of trying to figure it out. It's the opposite of saying, hmm, well, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And I wonder how I could piece it all together and make it happen. It's, it's just like nothing like that at all. There's no figuring it out. It's more like a knowing that there's a tap you can turn on at any time. 
you don't need to effort to create. You don't need to devise a plan. The key to all of it is learning how to allow your creativity. And the key to that is turning off your thinking mind. So for me, my way to turn off my thinking mind has always been nature. So if my mind gets too busy, I'm too full of thoughts and racing ideas, I feel myself kind of with that striving and efforting and planning. When I remember, I take a breath and I go for a walk and I immerse myself in the perfection of a plant. I bend over and I examine a leaf. I look at the texture of the bark on a tree. I look up into the sky and I notice the beautiful colors, the subtle shades or dramatic colors at sunset and the shifting shapes of the clouds. I feel the wind in my hair. I listen to the rustle of the leaves or to the multi-layered levels of bird calls, some louder and others faint or the buzzing of the bees. And I get to do this so deeply and so easily here now that I have an acreage in the countryside, but it was also accessible to me in the city when I lived in Toronto, I found an area where I used to go down to the waterfront to an area where I could walk in some meadows and then sit by a rock and see nothing but water and sky. And so I'd walk through the meadows and I would breathe and just allow myself to be present. Sometimes when I found that my mind was really active, I'd chant a mantra, mantra over and over again that came to me. These words to me came to me over time in these walks. They are light, love, gratitude, forgiveness, trust, joy, peace, still, calm. So I would walk around and I would say one word and I'd focus on the feeling of it, light. I'd feel the light pour through me. I would see the light in the sky. I would feel it infuse my body, love. I would feel my heart swell. And you get the idea. And I would allow these words to infuse me like gifts. And then I would go and sit by the water and I would focus on the waves lapping the shore in and out in and out, so gentle, so calming. Sometimes I'd write, I always had a journal with me and I would write stream of consciousness. I would pour thoughts out on the page. It was kind of an act of emptying my brain. And then I would watch the water again and breathe. And then I'd come home and paint and the colors would come and the images would come sometimes in surprising and new shapes that I'd never thought of before. And I'd check in with my body and if it felt right, I would do it. And if I found myself struggling, I'd let it go. I'd do something else and I would head back to nature and then I'd do it again. So Savvy Souls, this is what I'd like you to 
try on this week. So just for fun, try believing that you too are a creative genius. Pick a painter, a Nobel Prize winner, prince, an architect, an inventor, Oprah, Shakespeare, anybody you like. Say to yourself, the same source of creativity is available to me that infused Prince with his music and Shakespeare with his literature or your hero with his or her thing. Develop a belief that this is true, that the same source of creativity is available to you. And then choose an activity that helps get you fully present and out of your thinking mind. Take a walk outside in nature. Contemplate the sky through your window. Pat your dog and feel the soft texture of his fur. Meditate to some South African flute music and notice the pauses between the notes. Sink into the notes and rhythm of a symphony. Watch a film by Louis Schwartzberg. Listen to a roomy poem or eat your favorite dessert slowly with your eyes closed, savoring each bite. And then let ideas flow to you. Know that they may come immediately or may arrive unbidden three days from now. Don't resist the ideas that come to you. Explore them with an open mind. So, savvy souls and creative geniuses, I so deeply hope that this episode will inspire you to just try and experiment believing in your creative genius. I believe that there isn't a single one of you that doesn't have the capability of accessing your unlimited creativity. And when you do that, your world will become magical and amazing things will happen. And that's a promise. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd like you to share it with the people around you who are yearning for something that they don't have and don't yet know that they have it within them to create that thing in the world and share it with the rest of us. I love you guys. I love the creativity within you and I hope to meet your creative genius one day in my travels. See you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.